This week on the Product Agility Podcast, we find ourselves in Lisbon, Portugal at the Productize 2023 conference, where attendees will get to hear talks from Melissa Perry, Tammy Reese, Leah Theron and Radhika Dutt, to name but four of the amazing speakers. We are here to do our talks in 10, and they're the best way for you to get the inside track and behind-the-scenes insights on the talks and workshops from the conferences that we partner with, so you don't miss a beat. If you're at the conference, come and find us. We're hard to miss with our podcast t-shirts. If you're not, then just enjoy these talks in 10. And who knows, maybe we'll see you at Productize 24. Today's episode of the Product Agility Podcast comes with a special gift in association with Aha Slides, your go-to engagement tool for fun, engaging and effective learning and workshop experiences. Whether I am teaching the criticality of a clear and compelling product vision or facilitating a product strategy workshop, Aha Slides always makes it a more elevating and effective experience through its polls, quizzes and brainstorming tools. Discover how Aha Slides can elevate both your in-person or remote experiences by visiting Aha Slides and use the code AHAXPROD, which is also in the show notes, for a whopping 50% off of an annual subscription. Productize 23 Talks in 10. We are joined by Ines Liberato, who uh, hosted a panel conversation discussion today at the Productize conference. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank Ines. you. Thank you for inviting me. So, Adding a slot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a last minute booking, as it were, but it's, it's brilliant to have you here. Thank and you. It's nice to have the space to kind of to, to bring you into the schedule and for you to share what sounded like a very interesting t- uh, conversation, right? a very hot topic. Um, for our listeners, would you mind sharing what the topic of the panel discussion was? Yes, of course. So the topic of the panel was responsibility and accountability in AI. Yes, yeah, so that, that's a big topic. And so we say responsibility and accountability. Responsibility and accountability of AI or of product managers who are using AI like, or, was, or everything. It was a little bit of everything and above. Yes, yeah. there's been... So I work really closely with a couple of product communities. I coach and I mentor some product people and startup CEOs. And there's been a nervousness some excitement, some anxiety, you have a spectrum, depending on where you sit on the scale. And so people have been feeling a little bit potentially overwhelmed by this uh, new technology. Some might think that is a fad, some others, because we're already using it today. There was a poll earlier Mm -hmm. and asking about what are the apps and things that you've been uh, using in your laptop on a daily basis. ChatGPT came up yeah pretty high i'd be surprised if it was it's really interesting isn't it that would not been the case eight months ago probably right so it's the speed of it is probably one of the most adopted products in the history of technology really as well and obviously this presents as potential business opportunity for a lot of businesses and normally when this is the case roadmaps and product strategy changes but there is this uncertainty around is it right for our strategy is it something that we should be thinking about if you are if you have the space in your product role to think about the impact because you obviously this generative aspect and this mass adoption aspect are pretty scary things and so i brought on stage people who represented or could present different angles of this problem 
from an expert, their own expertise point of view, but also to understand how can we break down big problems because that's at the end of the day our jobs really. Um, and so I got um, Liz Immer. So sh her background is in, you probably already had a chat with her. You no, know? we haven't spoken oh, to Liz. Oh, interesting. She did a, did a workshop yesterday. Yes, she had a workshop Yes, and today. my friend went along, Saloni, and took a few photos because Liz mentioned one of my favorite things, which is hyperbolic discounting. Yes. So very, I was very pleased to see a slide about that. So I'd love Liz It's a very specific expression. I, it just sounds, it's so much fun <laughs> to say. So much fun to say. I learned it from a lady called Judy Dirksen who is a previous podcast guest, wrote a book called Design for How People Learn. Mm. And, and it was a phenomenal book, phenomenal person. Check out the episode, check out her books. It, it's just brilliant. Definitely but, but she taught me how to discounting and it just blew my mind. Um, but anyway, so Liz, I'd love Liz to come on. Uh, yes, she should definitely come because her background is in behavioral science. Mm. And uh, specifically, her focus has been in behavioral economics, which is very interesting. So consumer patterns, user research, and all those nice things. And we have Chiedza, very strong on product strategy, thinking about how to set up those teams in a way that it's equitable representation mm -hmm. of the products that you're building for the communities that you're building it for. And then finally, Jean Freitas, who's the CPO and Exec Innovation Director at uh, Coffee Dis, which is one of the sponsors of the event. Um, and he's most, his biggest focus is on a innovate, bringing innovation to heavily regulated businesses. And so his background, he also did some AI work for Shell a few years ago. So I thought that this panel would bring a very different perspective than the ones that we are sometimes a little bit more used to listen to. So the development side, the data side. And so I thought that thinking about how can we feel a little bit more responsible uh, and accountable for towards the, the products that we're building and how can we break down that problem in a way that doesn't make it makes it feel less scary and for were you, people were you facing questions from the audience for this we ran out of time ah, uh, okay so the discussion I, between the panelists and then you were going to go for the q a exactly but. Uh, but we did some we did get some really interesting questions which was also part of the the objective mm. uh, sadly we didn't get to present them but i did mention and I hope that people took them with them to their lunch times. Yeah. We had some uh, very powerful questions such as, can we trust the people who are building these things? Because obviously they tend to look a certain way, tend to have attended certain schools, have very specific backgrounds and are designing for the masters right now. That is a very good question. Mm. There is the angle of control from governments, which absolutely needs to happen again because of the massive impact that this mm. will have in society and the planet and for ourselves, really. And so they're really powerful and really interesting questions. And I was really happy that it didn't feel like I had to push people to bring up these conversations and people were quite open to uh, ask with somewhat might be a sense as a silly question or a silly comment yeah. and so I, I, happy, I was happy that I at least uh, created the space Awesome so if you were to say what the top takeaways were for, like for you personally let's say because you could think about what the audience maybe were, got a takeaway from it but for you personally like what were your top three or top handful of things that you're taking away from the panel discussion So there is definitely a governance aspect to this there is going to be a need of, instead of the responsibility and accountability falling into one or two individuals, 
having to be more shared responsibility across the board, but you actually identifying those people who are going to be owning that responsibility rather than being something that is unspoken. Uh, that creates a normally large divides. We also talked about that. There is an element of creating room and the space in teams. Like Liz mentioned, it is practically impossible for anyone to think clearly about any problem that you're solving if you don't have the time to do it, if your calendar is always filled back to back. And she talks a lot about brain one and brain two. And so the fast, hot, quick to react emotional one is the one that will be constantly active if you're constantly in firefighting and survival mode, right? You, you'll have very little room and space to bring your number two in. And also there is an element of, I want to say... The ability of looking at this using the tools that we already have and the tools that we've been taught and the practice that we do. Go through the discovery, break down the problem. At the end of the day, this is data. You have input, you have transformation, and you have output. You can approach and tackle each of these data steps independently, almost, and choose to prioritize what is it that mm. you want to tackle and why. And yes, and ideally bring more people along or tying this back into your governance piece, right? So can you turn things into workshops? Can you make sure that you talk about um, what is the worst thing that could happen? Are we the baddies? <laughs> Which is machine really talks about quite often. Uh, but yeah, thinking about the worst case scenario really helps in certain um, exercises because people just like to think about that vision and that mission yeah. and they forget to think that, yes, this can be used to harm a lot of people. So Who doesn't love a game of worst case scenario? It's a nice way to spot. We do it in our house. Yes. Uh, we learned it from a TV program uh, on This Is Us, it's called. And there's a couple on there who play this thing when there's something terrible happening or the big decision. They play worst case scenario. And the husband and wife spend time trying to think of increasingly worse things that could happen if they do or don't make a decision. And they just, I find it really interesting because actually what they find in this TV show, but we find it at home, is that actually it helps you just make a decision. Because like, actually, do you know what? If that's the worst case, maybe it isn't that bad. Or actually, if that's the worst case, like what, what are the actual chances of that happening? I'm not saying they uh fear narrows and joy broadens but there's a certain uh morbid joy to be gained from thinking of that worst case scenario absolutely Rasheen, which i'll probably give you the link for some of her work she uses the black mirror workshop which is to think about can you play this out as if it was a black mirror episode yeah. and fantastic she gave a recording to an interview to product experience and then she came back on the second episode because a couple of examples actually became true so that's hilarious it's part of things that i wrote about in, in an article that i put together around the topic yes yeah, so you were invited into productize because of an article that you wrote which andre saw and then you ended up here doing this yeah. wonderful panel discussion yes our time is up, unfortunately, yes. Ines. So thank you so much. It's, it's so nice for me to learn about the stuff that I, I haven't been able to see and for everyone listening to learn about it as well. So thank you for being so courteous and for approaching us and getting this slot booked in. If people want to find out more information about you, where can they do that? At the moment, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, all paths lead to LinkedIn, it would yes, appear. Yes, I promise I need to be a little bit better with that. But yeah, at the moment, LinkedIn. 
LinkedIn. Thank Excellent. you. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll uh, be back soon. Thank you so much. Okay.